Welcome to another edition of the KSL.com Campus Report Podcast. And I'm joined once again in studio by the man who is definitely down with OPP. The man who I tried to move to running back, but he's just back competing for the starting quarterback job. Uh, Zach Hickett from KSL TV himself. How you doing, Sean? Uh, yeah, I. you know what? Um, you are a weasel. Uh, I'm unhappy with the move. Um, you just wow. don't go out and do that. It's stupid. Wow. Um, oh, man, I just can't believe you do a stupid move like that. I mean, the plays that you're calling, this, this podcast is something that I put together in my 12th grade media arts class. I don't care. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm happy to be here. Uh, This is not a 12th grade amateur production. It's a professional production. And uh, thanks for having me. No, no, Sean, this is uh, the best podcast on the KSL Sports podcast family. Podcast network. This is definitely, so of all, I I told this uh, to some of our good friends and the colleagues and colleagues in the media just the other day, of all the college football podcasts on the internet, on iTunes, on everywhere, this is definitely one of them. <laughs> this is definitely one of them. But we thank you guys for your download, for your subscribership, all like 14 of you. I've checked the numbers. There aren't many. You know. So tell a friend, hey, we have a podcast. Shout out to our moms. Yeah, shout out to shout out to my mom, shout out to Zach's mom, shout out to Hema Hemuli's mom who listens like four times. Uh Hema Hemuli Jr., that is. I listen uh, to him. I listen to him at two times the speed though. And uh when when Hema Hemuli sounds like Jerry Seinfeld. No, he does sound like good. Jerry he Seinfeld does. when we play two he times does. the speed. I can confirm this. Uh if you don't know what you're what we're talking about, go back in your feet a little bit to this week's uh Sports Speed after, after hours. hours. Um, this podcast brought to you by Sports Beat After Hours, I guess. So are we going to start using our first sponsors or going to be our other podcasts? Uh, are we going to go that route? Yeah, I'm fine with well. it. We might as well. <laughs> Why not? Like I said, nobody... KSL Campus Report brought to you by Sports Beat After Hours and the upcoming Sports Bit podcast where we talk video games. Shh, Sorry. Shh, don't give away our secrets. <laughs> to all 14 of you who are listening, yeah, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. Talking to you, McLean. Uh, But no, I invited Zach in here because uh, we're going to talk some college football. And Zach, most importantly, before we really get started. We made it through an entire week of fall camp. I think that deserves a couple of achievements. Are we in, is this officially week two? Or is it week three? Oh, we're we're into week two. We're almost done with week two. Okay, that's what I yeah. thought. Yeah, you were you were confusing completely. me. Yeah. So we're done with another so if week. We go of, with, so of if fall we go camp. with so Utah started on a Thursday. BYU no 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 Utah, Utah started, started on, on a Wednesday. Wednesday. Started BYU started on a Thursday. BYU started on a Wednesday, but they practiced on a Thursday. So we're hitting the third week for Utah. We're closing the second week for BYU. As of the time of recording, it's late Wednesday night. Right and now. what a way to close the book for BYU on week two. Oh, man, what a way. Yeah, you're obviously talking about the rise of the Zane train, Zane Anderson. I am talking about the Fresh rise of the Zane after. train. Yeah. Obviously. And uh, maybe some uh, heat that was thrown out by a no, certain There's no other fire dad. that you could be talking about. No, we, we might as well address the, the elephant in the room. I've had a Zach on here because I wanted to talk about linebackers, but we might as well address the elephant in the room. Just quickly. Uh, yeah, really quick. Merrill Hodge, former NFL running back, former Pocatello High School and uh, Idaho State standout, also played for some team called the 
Stillers. And he played for the Bears, too. Uh, the Bears. The Bears. Did play for the Bears. Um, former Chicago Bears running back, Merrill Hodge. Yeah, you heard that right, Rod Zundel. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he had some pretty pointed words today on BYU TV about his son, Bo, former BYU quarterback, Bo Hodge, and his move to running back. Um, he called the move. What are some words? That, some choice words. Ah, uh, he said. You guys, stupid. you guys should go over to BYU TV's Sports Nation YouTube channel. Listen to the whole thing right now. Um, it's incredible. But yeah, he used words like stupid. Um, he said there was a lack of communication. He said there was a weasel on the coaching staff. Yeah. Um, he claimed one coach was a weasel. A certain coach who he may or may not actually know his full title. Yeah, he just. Uh, but thought that it was the sure. linebackers coach. Yeah, but. there's that. Anyway, yeah, it was uh, it was really pointed, and uh, that's why I came in with the heat earlier today. Because um, yeah, he also said that like the offensive coaches were running um, their uh, offensive like scheme was similar to what you would find at any high school, uh, a, a senior varsity program. Which, um, which to be fair, running. if BYU's offense looks like uh, say East High School or Bingham High School this year, I would consider that please an not the triple team. wing. I would consider that an upgrade for that's 2017, though. <laughs> Maybe Jordan High School. I mean, or Jordan High School Jordan. would there be go. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a good call. Jordan's got a great yeah. offense. There we go. Ooh. They've got a former Or Lehigh Jordan. last year. They've got a former Jordan High School quarterback. They do. What about, right cor- what about Corner Canyon? Corner Canyon had a nice, nice offense last year. What are we saying? What are you mm-hmm. saying, Zachary mm-hmm. Higgins? Maybe some of the same personnel. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 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 I don't know anything. Maybe. Anywho, yeah, so some pointed words from former all-pro NFL running back Merrill Hodge about his son Bo's move uh, to running back. He doesn't like it. I get the feeling he does not like the move. Um, Also, um, and this was literally right before we recorded, Bo Hodge actually uh, posted a statement to his Twitter account where he takes a very high road, a very classy road, um, and he says, uh, this morning, my dad expressed frustrations with my switch to running back in a media interview. My dad is the best father in the world and believes in me, but I'm at peace with moving to running back and excited to help our team in any way I can. I haven't always shared all of my feelings about this with my dad, and that's my fault. My concerns and questions about playing another position were always answered by my coaches in meetings that lasted as long as they needed to in order for me to feel at peace about moving position. I think that he kind of wrapped it up and yeah. put a bow on it, and everything's going to be good now. Over. I think it's um, Everything's okay. I mean, here's the thing. He's actually performing at the running back pres- position. Very um, well. He's yeah. going to get more playing time as a skill position player just because of his athleticism yep. than he would at quarterback. Yep. Um, you, could, you could debate that he was the best quarterback at times last year. He didn't look great versus against Wisconsin, um, but against Utah State, he looked really good. When he was um, before he, yeah, when he was healthy, he looked really good. But here's the thing: it's not like this just came out of the blue. The coaches evaluated him during spring football. Mm-hmm. They made a decision based on his performance against yep. the other quarterbacks, and they decided that the best way to utilize Bo Hodge is to put him in a different position on the field. Which, you know, this is something that we probably expected hap- to happen sometime down the road. Yeah. Just because he's such a good athlete, he's a versatile athlete. And he's someone that needs the ball in his hands. So if they're going to use him as the second string running back, maybe in a slot receiver type position, mm-hmm. wide receiver, he's going to utilize his athletic ability and he's going to make plays for BYU and it's going to make BYU better. Right. And this, like you mentioned, this wasn't something that BYU's coaches just came up with 
willy-nilly going, oh, Bo Hodge isn't going to be a quarterback, so we might as well try him somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. This was very well thought out, very well studied. They told Bo back in April. Right. And he just held the secret in through summer workouts and through the first day or two of fall camp until we in the media looked out one day and were like, Bo's not wearing a green jersey. Mm-hmm. That's kind of odd. What happened there? Um, so he's known about it. He's practiced at it. And I really think that, that the coaches gave him as much time as they possibly could to get him up to speed with the Lopini Katoa, uh, Squally Canada, Matt had the that group mm-hmm. of running backs to try to get him to work in with, with them and give him the best opportunity to succeed. And he's running with it. To Bo's credit, he's absolutely running with it. I mean, he's... I, I think he's going to see a lot of time. No, absolutely. I don't know if he's the starter week one against Arizona, but I think he's going to see r- plenty of time. And running back is a position, unlike quarterback, where even if you're not the starter, you could see plenty of snaps. Well, and it sounds like with this uh, uh, Coach Grimes offense, um, they're going to be running the ball a lot. And so it's not like Squally Canada is going to get the ball 35 plus times a game. He's not a Jamal Williams running back type running back where you can give the ball to him 20, 25 times. He's going to get like 15 carries, and then there's going to be another 15 to 20 carries that are going to be split up between two or three other guys, um, just depending on how many times that they're running the ball. And it sounds like, according to reports and what people are saying, that they're going to be running the ball a lot. So um, he's going to get an opportunity. Yeah, 100%. So Bo Hodge, best wishes there in that transition to running back. It's working out so well in fall camp. But a lot of moves also work out in fall camp. So uh, September 1st at Arizona, that's going to be fun. Uh, but before September 1st... We'll talk about another move that yeah, happened. the Thursday before, in fact, a certain former BYU linebacker will be making his college football debut wearing red, i.e. Uh, former BYU linebacker Francis Bernard. It's official. It's completely official. Let's give that a little, little achievement because Francis Bernard is now officially a Ute. So I tweeted out the press release that um, Utah's uh, sports information staff or, sent or out. Or non-press release because it was buried in, like, a group of yeah. notes that... Shout out, shout out to Liz Abel. We love you, Liz. It was so like, well hidden that she had to send out a second email because I'm sure that she was getting emails from people saying, so do you have a, an update on Francis Bernard? And then she had to send out a second email that said, in caps, as noted below, Francis Bernard has joined the... Utah football roster. Right, right. At first it's buried, and then it's... Yeah. yeah. So it's something that um, everyone has known was going to happen for a while. In fact, I think it was buried underneath, like, another BYU former walk-on that transferred over former Alta high wide receiver. Uh, was it Adam Armstrong? Andrew Armstrong? I can't remember his first name. Uh, Mr. Armstrong transferred to the Utes as well. A walk-on, yeah. A walk-on, grad transfer, but... Yeah, uh... We knew this was going to happen. I mean, this just bolsters up Utah's linebacker linebacking group. Um, they already might have the best linebacker slash safety in the state. Uh, unless, uh, I mean, just depending they on how you feel. They probably have the best linebacker slash safety in the state. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, it just depends on. Uh, I, will, I, will, I will give you that one on Chase Hansen. I'm still convinced he's a safety, but we can call him a linebacker slash safety. That's fine. Okay. Hybrid. Yeah. Flash. Li- Nickelback? Nickel? Nickel sure, guy, I guess. I don't know. I guess whatever. He's gonna be good. He's gonna be really good. But you could put, you could put, and I said this on Twitter a couple of times when you fans were flooding my mentions on Monday when I said uh, Francis Bernard is uh, possibly the best linebacker in that core, like right away. 
And I think that's just saying how good Francis is. Francis was a stud um, for BYU. Yeah, he's, he's just that good. So everybody's hitting me up. Well, what about Chase Hansen? What about Chase Hansen? What about Chase Hansen? Chase Hansen is still a safety playing linebacker. And he's, Chase is good enough. I mean, he was an amazing quarterback at Lone Peak. He's good enough and he's athletic enough that you could put him anywhere on the field. And I, there's no doubt in my mind he wouldn't succeed. And his anywhere. dad was a he former could, star linebacker at yeah. BYU as well. Yeah, Chase, Chase Hansen could line up at, at punter or place kicker. And I think he would have success. Now, fortunately, uh, Utah has the two best place place kicker and punters in the nation, so they don't have to do that. But I, I really think you could put him anywhere, and he would be good. Um, so that that's a little bit of a moot point to me. What I think Francis Bernard brings to this linebacker core is fierceness, is physicality, is just a ridiculous amount of mental toughness. Um, and when you put him next to Cody Barton now in that, in that group, before I think – they were maybe a little bit overloaded on one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, they're just stacked across the board. Well, and the thing is, too, is this takes them from being maybe, you know, the third or fourth best uh, uh, linebacking group in the uh, Pac-12 South with, uh, I mean, Porter Gustin goes down for USC. Mm-hmm. They could potentially be the Former best Sandy linebacking core in uh, the best linebacking core in uh, the Pac-12 South. With this move of Francis Bernard officially joining the team, I mean, he is so dynamic, he's so athletic, he can play in coverage, he can rush the quarterback, he just makes plays. Um, and he did it on the offensive side of the ball his freshman year for BYU. He's going to make plays for Utah. This is a good move for him. I mean, he's an NFL caliber linebacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. So, And he's got two seasons of eligibility left. Spent last season as a red shirt. I'm doing air quotes right now on an audio medium, uh, using his red shirt when he left BYU and enrolled in Rio Salado College. I'm assuming those were probably online courses, um, probably. Somebody hit us up on Twitter, at KSL Sports, if I'm wrong, if I'm misspeaking here. But he enrolled at Rio Salado and earned his associate's degree so that he could then qualify academically mm-hmm. to transfer to Utah. So uh, good move for the Utes, great move for Francis Bernard. Uh Great move for the Harriman High faithful, who are predominantly Ute fans. Now they don't have to. Uh, care <laughs> well, there about there are a lot more uh, Harriman former Harriman athletes that are playing at uh, uh, Utah than BYU. I mean, shout out to Lucky Foto. Lucky Foto, uh, his brother signed there. Um, uh, I guess BYU has Harris Lachance, and uh, Utah got who was the uh, former Utah chi- commit Harris Lachance. Yeah, Utah State. Oh, Utah State. Utah State. Uh, who was the uh, BYU commit that flipped? Um, this is a really riveting radio. Sorry. I'll Let's remember, not worry I'll about it. Eventually. Anyway. But yes, you're right. Um, shout out to the Utes for cleaning up in their own backyard. Yeah. Even if Harriman is as close to Provo as Salt Lake City. Yeah. Some would argue. <laughs> but uh, I know you wanted to bring me on to talk another uh, move that was made with... Um, uh, certain your, safety that has gone. Your favorite BYU linebacker. Yeah. Let's transition there. Uh, Sean, you're putting me in a, a position right now that uh, I don't know how I feel. I mean, I like I like this linebacker a lot, but I like who BYU kind of has a linebacker this year. I I personally like the guy who's going to be playing opposite of him. Not in the middle That's fair. Group, let's, but let's I like the guy who's going to be playing opposite of him. Let's move over to the BYU linebacking core because, as everybody knows, I don't think... I'll play the sound anyways, but uh, I, I 
don't think this is breaking news to anybody. Maybe it is. But Fred Warner is no longer there. He's now with the San Francisco 49ers. And moving into his spot at that flash linebacker, semi-nickel, more coverage, but not really linebacker spot, is a former safety and stands very high track star, Zane Anderson. The Zane train is rolling up to the station, baby. I'm excited. The Zane train is headed out. I'm a... what, yeah, what what are what's what's got you so excited about this move by Zane Anderson? So I like Zane's athletic ability um, in space, just because he's a he's a former safety. Um, he's you know potentially the fastest guy on the team uh, for BYU. Um, he's gonna be able to be utilized a lot in coverage, uh, and I just feel like the linebackers are more akin to making plays uh, rather than the safeties in this defense. Um, so I feel like he's gonna have more opportunities to. Uh, just kind of make some noise, um, kind of have similar production. I mean, I'm not going to say that he's the same player as Fred because uh, as we've established before on other podcasts, I think that Fred's the best linebacker to play at BYU in the last 20 to 25 years. Um, I he's know up that's, there. He's up there. I know that's a lot to say, and that's a pretty heavy compliment to give, but I think that Fred was really, really good. Um, he just didn't utilize his skill set the same as uh, like Kyle Van Oy did. Um but I do think that um, Zane, uh, he's going to get be given an opportunity to shine. He's going to, you know, get picks. He's going to rack up a lot of tackles. Um, he's going to be able to display his athleticism and uh, more than he had opportunities to at safety. Because um, I know he racked up like 70-ish tackles last year. Um, but that was basically because he's the last line of defense and BYU's 70, defense was yeah, really bad. Yeah, total tackles in his uh, first three seasons at safety. Most of them coming last year. So also is he a senior this year or is he a junior? He's a senior. Is he's he? A, he was a junior last year, I think, wasn't he? No, I thought he was Hold a on, sophomore because he redshirted his up. first year. Go look okay. it up. <laughs> but, um, no, I I mean, I'm just excited for this linebacking group. Um, more excited than I um, probably should be with uh, breaking in two new guys. But um, with Sione Takitaki on the weak side, I feel that he's going to be someone who's a little bit more dynamic than what they had at Will Linebacker last year uh, with the loss of Francis Bernard. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that it's going to be um, a good opportunity for uh, uh, both Zane and Sione to uh, kind of shine. Yeah, he definitely brings you a lot more. Ath- he brings BYU, I think, a lot more athleticism, a lot more speed. Um in some ways, he's probably the best option they have in that linebacking unit in terms of coverage, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because when you add in guys like Sione to rush the passer, uh, when you think of they Butch have the Powell Cafusis, actually being... Isaiah and Jackson, yeah. Yeah, when you think of Butch Powell actually being at a nominal playing weight instead of 20 or 30 pounds heavier than where he himself has admitted he wants to be, when you add in the Cafusis, um on either outside edge, some big guys up front... Uh, a little extra speed and a little extra athleticism in that front seven. Not necessarily a bad thing, for sure. Yeah, um, and I mean, by I the think way, this is kind of 2017, a... Zane Anderson was a junior. He okay. Only, he only played three games as a freshman in 2015. <sighs> but So I think he played in, like, uh, like kickoff coverage or something like yeah, that. But as far as I can see, he, uh, yeah, he did not Shoot, get that's a kind of, medical redshirt. For that's him. kind of a waste. Uh, yeah. To have bit. him only play three years, but that's wow, that's that's fast. I didn't realize he was a senior. Um, his uh, 
his career's kind of flown by. Yeah, he was. I remember I, the only reason I said so is because I I remember his senior year at Stansbury, and it was around the time I started here at KSL. So, so 2014. Yeah. So here we are. Wow. I'm old. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I I like I like Zane Anderson's move to linebacker. I've poo pooed it with a lot of people. I I don't want to publicly poo poo it because I think Zane will be really good. I just think he's going to be a very different looking linebacker than a lot of BYU fans are used to. Um, and that could take some growing pains as well as he learns to grow into the position. He's still in the point in practice where occasionally he's not quite lined up right, but that's just normal with learning a new position. I mean, we saw today um, Keanu Sali- Saliapaga moved from defensive line to offensive line. He was running with the twos at uh, at left guard, I think. Left guard or left tackle. He can play both, but... I think it was left guard. Yeah, there's still a lot of moves um, that are being and made, he, though. A couple of times during the media viewing portion, he lined up like on the wrong side of the offensive line. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, and, and you go, well, you know. I He's mean, learning. It's, it's the first day of a move. Like, yeah. That's going to happen. And, and it happens all over the field. Yeah. Like, that's why you have practice. Well, and I think one thing that maybe Kalani Sataki and uh, Elisa Tuiaki are going to try and do a little bit more of is maybe like more utilize like a 4-2-5 type of defense. I mean, we saw right. uh, Kalani utilize that during his time at Utah a lot. They had the athletes to uh, play a nickel um, most of the time during his tenure at uh, Utah, and they were really successful with that. So right. why not just build on that success? Um, and I think that, uh, I mean, we saw, we've seen them move safeties up before. Chaz Ayu moved up last year, and this year, in addition mm-hmm. to uh, Zane, uh, Max Tooley, who was a four-star safety out of Bountiful High School, he just returned from his mission. He's playing that flash linebacker position as well. Matthew Criddle. Should be a wide receiver. Um, Matthew Criddle? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh. Uh, Tooley. Max okay. Tooley. Max I was going to say, a- Matthew Criddle's built like a wide receiver too. Max Tooley um, was a great offensive weapon at Bountiful a couple of years ago. But I'm not a college football coach, yeah. so don't listen to me. These guys. are all guys that are I'm playing strong I'm not going to go all Merrill safety. Hodge here yeah. and... <laughs> Staff, these, these are all guys that are playing strong safety, Merrill's though, that are moving line. up to play that flash linebacker position um, because they want to utilize the ability that these guys have to play in space, um, just like they right. did with a nickel linebacker at Utah, um, where they're typically using like a cornerback for that position. But um, really, they're just trying to get the best 11 guys on the field, and this makes it so they can get better corners on and better safeties on. Right. Well, on that note... Um, let's actually take a quick listen here to Zane Anderson the other day after practice. Uh, I caught up with him to talk about his move to linebacker um, and what it's like to replace a guy as uh, well-regarded as Fred Warner. Um, so let's take a listen there. What's it like replacing a guy like Fred um, in some ways? Obviously not totally replacing him, right, right, right. moving into that. Um, me and Fred are different players, but... Um, Fred, Fred's an awesome role model to follow. Looking at last year's film, um, going back and watching how he played, he's a really sound player. Um, so that's that's something I'm trying to do is be a really sound player. Obviously, um, we play different ways, but um, in that aspect, I can really focus on that. So, what's it like that move to linebacker? Because you've been a little bit of everywhere there in that defensive backfield and so forth. Are you settling into the core? Yeah, I think uh-huh. I, I think I'm picking it up. Um, or every day I'm learning more, um, but I feel pretty comfortable there right now. Obviously, there's some things that I won't know about, but um, that comes with film. And I'm watching film every day um, on last year, on Arizona, um, on just on stuff how I can improve on. So 
Um, overall, I'm picking it up every day. It's becoming more comfortable and comfortable. So. Lonnie said you guys haven't formally moved into prepping for Arizona, but it's kind of in the back of his mind. Is it also in the back of your guys' mind as you as you go through your walkthroughs, your drills, everything? Like it's coming up September first, it's right around the corner. Yeah, I think um, as a group we're focused on improving ourselves right now. But um, in the back of my head, and back of some of the other linebackers' heads, you know, we're thinking about Arizona, watching film on them and stuff because that's our first game. So it's nice to kind of get a, a few weeks ahead um, and watching them. So confidence level at right now would you say within the defense? Um, I feel really comfortable with all those guys. Um, it's all about trust this year and I think we got a lot of leadership coming and um, with that with that leadership I think it will all play as a, as a good group so um, overall I feel really comfortable with us. We're still we still got some things to improve on but come game one I think we'll be ready for sure. If you had to give like a Twitter version of 140 character style or I guess it's more on Twitter now but whatever a short summary of St. Anderson linebacker, what, what would it be? Um, <laughs> what kind of linebacker are you, I guess? Um, I, I play with my speed, right? Um, I feel like I'm kind of a ball hawk. I like where the ball goes. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to be a physical player. I'm, I'm lightweight, but um, I'll come up down the hole and fill in strong. Um, but uh, my, my teammates really help me as well, uh, help, me, help me look better. So I trust those guys, so. From a defensive perspective, what have you seen from the offense so far this fall? Um, it's been a lot of competition. It's been fun. Um, every other day, um, one of us is winning. The, I feel like it's offensive win this day, overall defensive win this day. And so it's a lot of competition. I think it's making us better um, compared to in the past where I feel like the defense, I mean, kind of dominated other practices. Um, it's really competition. Our offense is looking really good, and um, our defense is making plays as well, but it's pushing our defense as well. There you have current BYU linebacker, former safety, also former Stansbury High State sprint champion, Zane Anderson, uh, talking with the media in general. But uh, I'm going to call it a one-on-one because it was basically a one-on-one interview. I mean, yeah. you heard the voice of uh, BYU TV's uh, Lauren Frankham. I Sorry, I did it again. Sorry, Lauren. Lauren McLean. Lauren Frankham McLean. Lauren, did she go by both? Uh, so I worked at BYU TV before, guys. So uh, I, full I would, disclosure. yeah, full disclosure. Um, and for at least like a year after she was married, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan still called her Lauren Frankham. So they just started calling her Lauren Frankham McLean, um, like on all her supers and stuff like that. That's fair. And then um, finally, she was just like, guys, it's been long enough. Like I'm legally Lauren McLean. Just change it to Lauren McLean. <laughs> And then now they just call her Lauren Frankham again. <laughs> That's better. So, right. so uh, Lauren McLean. She still, she may still be Lauren McLean, but she will always be Lauren Frankham in, in our hearts. hearts. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Anyhow, so you heard Lauren on there a little bit. Uh, it was pretty much just the two of us, me, Lauren, and like a couple of interns. Um, we know how BYU interns are. We won't go into that though. We won't put them on blast. Uh, coming from a former BYU intern, yeah. Sean Walker. Never a BYU intern. Sorry, you were a KSL intern, yep, never but now they've intern. transitioned into BYU interns. No comment. We won't go into that. <laughs> we won't go into that. Um, anywho, Zane Anderson, great interview. You you heard him talk about it there. He's all about speed. He likes using his speed. Um, and BYU's coaching staff. I would say he has the need for speed. He has speed? the need for speed. Zane need for speed Anderson. Zane Paul Walker Anderson. Z- Ooh, too soon. 
Why is that too soon? It's, R.I.P. Uh, I'm, I'm, R.I.P. I'm, Uncle Paul. I'm paying like honors to him. R.I.P. Uncle Paul. R.I.P. To my Uncle Paul. <laughs> um, too too Zane too furious. Too Zane too furious. Hmm. Are, are we gonna go? Are we gonna go with this? The, the fast Zane. The fast. The fast in the Zane. Yes. Um. Anderson drift. That's the worst one. <laughs> uh, no, I'm. I think that. Uh, but yeah, uh, you, you heard him. You heard him there. Dominic Terzano. Dominic Terzano. a great season. It, and it's all about just getting the most speed on the field that BYU's defensive coaching staff um, thinks they can. So we'll see if it works out. I mean, that's the beauty of fall camp is you can tinker with stuff and move things around if it doesn't work, and we'll. I'll know sooner or later, at least by September 1st, whether it's the starting quarterback or who's starting a flash linebacker, um, if it all works. Yeah, and if it doesn't, then, uh, you know, maybe their parents can complain about it on maybe, a media platform. Maybe they can. Maybe their com- their parents can call into BYU TV Sports Nation. Shout out to my friends at BYU TV Sports Nation. Love you guys. You're the best. Um, but thank you for giving us a little bit of, what's the word? Content to talk about. Humor content. That's a good yeah. word. Yeah, hashtag little content. A little bit of hashtag content for the day. Um, I think that's about it, though. Zach Hicken, do you have anything else? Anything else stand out to you this week? Uh, no, I haven't been able to go yet. So I, hopefully I'll be able to go next week. We'll see. So it obviously did not. Um, that'll be it. That's a good amount on the linebackers there, though. Looking forward to seeing some of these guys actually on the field. Uh, we're... Only two weeks away, though, from actual, live, real college football games. And in the immortal words of Bart Scott, can't wait. For Zach Hicken. Peace, as Sean would say. I'm Sean Walker. This has been the KSL.com Campus Report Podcast.